Welcome to Zenergy, the interactive podcast providing resources for building a better life. I am Zenashe. I am a conduit, a coach, and a catalyst who launches humanity into greatness by accelerating mindset changes and replacing limitations with possibilities. And today we're going to talk about enthusiasm. We're going to talk about fitness. We're going to talk about health. And I have um, a business owner as well as a fitness innocence expert, um, Jure. Is that how you pronounce it? Yes, ma'am. That's how Jure. Okay, awesome. And can you tell us the name of your business? Uh, yes, my business is Jure Fit. Um, you can find my business at www.jurefit.com. Personal trainer. Awesome, awesome. And I've seen some of your videos, you know, on TikTok and everything. So, you know, you have a lot of great energy, a lot of enthusiasm for what I see <laughs> in your videos. Um, you know, I, I am, even though I'm plus size now, there was a time when I was small. <laughs> I got it. Um, an athlete and you know I know my coaches they used to always get on us about not having enthusiasm not putting full energy and not, not looking as if you're happy about it <laughs> <laughs> and they were like you know you gotta practice doesn't make perfect that's what they would say yeah, it was a perfect practice makes perfect you know you have to put that enthusiasm that energy into your workout into your training because um, if you're just going through it half halfway you, you know get um, half results <laughs> that's exactly what they would say you're gonna get half <laughs> you're the gonna result. get results right and so you know i kind of learned from my coaches um and my teachers that enthusiasm and effort were so important in your results as you said you know what you put into it we also we say this on the poetry stage the energy you you put out is the energy exactly. you receive. The energy you give that us on the stage is the energy you receive That's because, correct. you know, everything is about energy and what you're sowing, you're going to reap, you know? So that seems to be uh, something that you definitely resonate with. <laughs> um, I know it's January, so you're probably super busy right now. I am. I am. <laughs> Because everybody starts off with all this enthusiasm about getting fit and it's the new year and they want to have the, the new resolution, look, yes, the yes. new body. And then that enthusiasm goes somewhere in February, March. <laughs> it's like we're, we're that same energy. And it's like, uh, well, you know, something happened or something came up. I mean, you have to put in you have to put the same energy into your body as if you're going to work. Mm. You, you don't you don't work for free. So I would want to go to work and get paid same way I go to the gym. I would want to go to the gym and get results. That's I what like I tell that. them. I like, <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Yeah, that reminds me of something I tell my students. You know, every now and then you have students, they come to school, they want to put their head down. And it's like, why are you <laughs> why here? Are you, you here? put your head down and do nothing. Why did you even come? Because you don't get, you don't get a grade for putting your head down. You know, you don't get any you don't show anything just for showing up you don't get credit i mean you get credit on attendance but attendance is only part of the equation you know um, if you want to graduate <laughs> you yeah, got to do 10 you the rest of the 90 percent. where is it yeah, it's the 10 right. So, right like january is that time of the month where i mean that time of the year where a lot of people want to get their bodies um fitted but it's like march april may then the summertime hitting, it's like, wow, I could have really worked out. I could have did better. I could have put myself in the gym and been more consistent. I, I hear it all the time. Yeah, um, I read this book and I'm trying to remember 
it was called something like the 10 percent or something it was something like that, I know that yeah i know exactly what you're talking about and what he was saying is basically when you look at let's say the person who came in first and the person who came in second in a race it's not necessarily that there's that big difference between their training or their skills. It's just that they gave a little more, like they pushed a little harder. And it could be just that 10% effort that makes a difference in, in your long-term results. And he was talking about, you're talking about, you know, what happens in March and April and May and the summer. He was talking about when you set a, a like if you have an old time well and you're pumping, you're pumping that water pump. When you first start pumping, you see no results. You just have to pump because you, you gotta create yeah, a vacuum. Keep pump. Eventually, to, you get to you get tired. You're like, I'm tired pumping this one. Ain't nothing, ain't no water coming. And it's just one day, the water just burst out, and it's like, right. wow. Right. So if I would have quit two weeks ago, I wouldn't have seen it. So that's right. the same thing that I, I preach in the gym and I preach to my clients about. You just have to keep pushing, keep pushing, even if on days you don't. I don't like to work out. I, I I wish I could just drop my body off to the gym and just pick it up when I when I'm done. <laughs> you know, just go ahead, have fun. <laughs> you know, but you have to understand that's how you get great results is the consistency. You don't have to be the fastest, the strongest. You be consistent. You beat the fastest and the strongest if they quit. Same thing. I agree. I agree. And and you know sometimes you have to switch it up. You yep. know, um, I just I, I was doing a lot of walking. Cause you know, I wasn't going to the gym in 2020 when COVID hit. And so I started walking a couple miles a day and everything. And then my doctor told me like last summer, well, you got arthritis in your knee. You're going to have to do water aerobics or yoga or bicycling. Cause all that walking you're doing, mm -mm -mm, can't do that anymore. You know, so mm -hmm. sometimes you have to switch it up. Um, and sometimes it's hard, you know, to get into like, I don't see myself as water aerobics. It's like, that's just not me. <laughs> You know, so it's like, okay, I'm going to have to try some different things to see my mm -hmm. fit where I can, where I can exercise and get results, you know? And so sometimes, you know, as we change, our bodies change, you know, things have to change, you know, and trying to get some enthusiasm to try new things, you know, <laughs> like I tried to the other day. I was like, okay, this is kind of cool. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But, I, I know all about those, those knee situations. I had torn meniscus, so uh about two years ago so that's how i started my business so when it comes to where you have to change it up i couldn't go to the gym and go and hop on the treadmill and start running i was on crutches i had to do something different so i, I started that's how i started to roll i started getting rowing a lot the rowing machine awesome so it, i'm not staying i'm not standing up so i just started to roll and eventually my legs started to get stronger and stronger I gradually got back on the treadmill, did walks, um, elliptical, and did 10 minutes until I was able to run again or run outside. But I know it's how it feels so when you have to be like, okay, you can't do this. So what I do? And it's like, ugh, you got to figure it out. So I, I did the rowing machine. The rowing machine was like my best friend. <laughs> okay, well, I, now I have a new idea. I may have to try the rowing machine because I. The rowing machine is pretty cool. I have to try that. See, I'm, I'm, see, I'm glad we're having this conversation. Yeah. You know, maybe we're helping some people. A out lot there. of people have the room machine in it, in it personal, like they have it at home because it's so easy to store. It's, it's easy to just get on it and just start rolling, and it gives you the same effect as if you're on a treadmill, and it, it can tire you out. 
it can tire you out. A good 20, 30 minutes, it can tire you out. Mm. So if anyone have bad knees or they don't feel comfortable running, walking, the rowing machine is the best option. Even riding a bike sometimes, it put a lot of pressure on the knee, even if you're trying to stand up and walk and ride the bike. But the rowing machine, you're sitting down the whole time. Mm. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> so, you know, we were just talking about um, how people kind of peter out after January. And, you know, one of my goals with this podcast is to give people, in a sense, mind hacks, to give them tips, strategies, tools to try to help them overcome the obstacles that they hit as they're trying to go on their journey to a better life, you know, and and losing that momentum um, <laughs> and that enthusiasm can be a big obstacle. You know, for me, and it happens in your business too, not just in fitness. You know, you start out, you got all these big dreams, business cards, you get, you know, whatever you start off with, you tell everybody about it. And then the, the sales don't come in exactly the way you were expecting. You know, people don't seem to support it the way you were expecting. The people you expected to support it don't, you know, it's all these things happen and you're like, oh, this isn't what I expected. Yeah, or this don't feel right. <laughs> this feel a little, I don't know. I, I think I want to step back or I don't know. Or it's, that, it's that concrete wall that a lot of people hit and they don't know how to get over it. So they pretty much either stop and our business has vanished and they lose control of it. And once you lose control of it, you're kind of scattered. You're all over the place trying to figure out how can I pick it back up? But sometimes with stuff like that, even I feel that way at times, either I would pretty much get a, take a getaway because I feel like it's more mental than physical because once you correct the mind, then you can be able to see clearly and see what's next or what's the next step. But if your brain is so cluttered, it's hard mm -hmm. to kind of see the right position of where you need to go with your business or what you need to do. So uh, that's why I speak a lot when it comes down to my clients. I give them days where they can have a, if they've been with me for a long time, they can have a cheat day or they can have like, just I'll switch it up and we'll do outside routines. And sometimes it's not hard outside routines, but it's just for them to understand that, hey, you know, sometimes you don't have to always go to the gym and just beat yourself 24 seven. Like sometimes just enjoy. Um, one time we did, uh, I don't know, have you ever saw Squid Game before it was on, TV. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's a game that a lot of people, a show that a lot of people have watched. And we did Squid Games. And it, it was fun. It was just a game, but I, I incorporated fitness into it. So it kind of just gives them a different alternative. Like, oh, today was a fun day. It wasn't, you know, it was, it was, they was getting together. They was working together. They wasn't, you know, like, oh, I'm just tired. Mm -hmm. So sometimes you have to do that. Sometimes you have to think outside the box and understand, okay, what can I do different today? I agree with that. And, and some, you're right. So you said a lot of things right there. Um, sometimes you have to take a break, take a breather, do some self-care. Sometimes you have to switch it up, you know, as you were saying, um, get some help. You know, I mean, you're helping a lot of people with with giving them the guidance, you know. So sometimes you have to get a mentor or somebody to talk to about, OK, I, I hit this. I hit this concrete wall. What would you suggest? I do differently. What what did you do when you hit that concrete wall? You know, um, another thing, you know, I like YouTube a lot for affirmations, meditation. Sometimes you just need to watch a motivational video. 
you know, <laughs> yes. affirmations, watch a comedy show, laugh a little bit, you know, uh, um, get outside. You mentioned being outside, you know, to me, sometimes when it's quiet and peaceful outside, I forget all the things that are bothering me. I listen to the birds. I look at the flowers. Yeah, I'm, I'm a nature person as the breeze well. On my face, you know, and and I just get, I, I, I let all that stuff go. I just let it go. And sometimes we just need to let it go. You know, one of the things, it's kind of interesting which, what, what, what sticks with you. And it's probably way before your time. So you might not know anything <laughs> I'm talking about. But, but there was a TV show called A Different World that came after the Cosby I Show. Know, yeah, The Different World. I know exactly what TV show. I, my parents are older. So I'll, gotcha. I watched it. <laughs> there was a scene where uh, Whitney went to therapy. And Debbie Allen was her therapist. And she said, you just need to relax, relate, release. <laughs> so Whitney was going through that episode going, I'm going to relax, relate, release. You know? <laughs> and, and I use that a lot. And when I tell people, you know, relax, just relax. Yes. And then try to reframe, you know, what's going on, Re, you know, relate to it in a different way. And then just release it. You don't need to hold on to that stuff. Just let it go. Some things we can control. Some things we just cannot just control. And we just have to let it go and, and just believe that things are going to work out. We're doing our best and the best is all we can do. You know, yeah, that was one of my reasons when I moved here to Texas, to Houston, uh, I moved here with no family. And it, it was kind of overwhelming because I felt like I needed a, a comfort zone that I didn't have anymore. So eventually I found different alternatives to relax, release. And I started to just go to the park and walk and just understand why is I'm here? What am I doing? What's the benefit of it? And once I started to learn that, it gave me a sense of, okay, I can get past this without feeling the need of being home. And eventually it, it got better. And then I started to attract people that felt the same. And we kind of helped each other out where we was business minded, where it was just, okay, we just going to give ourselves a day where just put the business to the side and let's just do something fun. So those, those, you need those days. You need those people. Um, one day I was looking at a pastor and he said, people need people. And that's true because if you don't have people and you shelter yourself inside your home or you just shelter yourself in, in your life period, you're going to always feel hopeless, depressed, stressed. So that was one of the things that I had understand a lot moving here alone because I feel like a lot of us go through it. And even in a business way, mindset, we all hit that wall. No matter mm -hmm. we hit it late, we hit it early, we hit, we, you're going to hit the wall but you have to know exactly how to overcome it. And like I said, if your mind is scattered, you're, you're not gonna know how to get past it. That's true. You know, um, I, I like what you said about your, your energy attracted the people that you needed in your life. And I really do believe that if we get in the right vibration, you know, I, I always say your vibe attracts your tribe. And um, I also talk about I don't really worry about competition. You know, you know, as a as a business owner, you kind of have to look at who else is in your space, what are they offering, that kind of stuff. But you know, I look at it, okay, I see that. But I also know that every person has their unique, you know, we our fingerprints are unique. Mm -hmm. Our our take on whatever it is we're doing is unique because we're coming from our mindset. And so I know that as I approach whatever I'm doing, I have to make very clear what my what my stance or my gift or my, my why and my, my offer is, you know, to my clients or my, my, my followers or whatever, you know, and, 
and then be enthusiastic about that too. You know, cause I think you were talking about getting your brain focused and I, I, I promote journaling a lot. I have a guided journal and that's one way that people can actually get their ideas down on paper and see where they are, see where they want to go, see what they want to do and think about ways to get there, you know, is journaling. And it's, it's got a lot of scientific research behind it, you know, to get ourselves focused and to not be scattered, you know, but also, like you said, just walking around in nature, sometimes when you just stop talking, <laughs> yes, you get one. silent for a little while. You can you hear start- and hear yourself think. Your stuff you not gonna. I always tell people, your stuff not gonna lie to yourself. So when you give yourself to think, and you hear you you hearing yourself think, you kind of need to listen because I feel like we always trying to talk ourselves out of things or we trying to do something different. But I feel like we just listen to ourselves and we just stop and take a breather. And that's the reason why I do go walk. That's the reason why I do go around nature because that's the time when I can hear myself think. I can't hear myself thinking when everyone is talking. I can't hear myself think when there's music being played or I'm just around crowded people. But when you give yourself time to think, you can kind of figure out, you have the answer, but sometimes you just need to hear yourself tell yourself the answer. You just never been listening. So I that's one of the reasons why I is walking, being in nature, it, it matters. It matters. I agree. I agree. And and I do, you know, I feel like um, I, I talk a lot about ancestors and I talk about the fact that, you know, within our DNA, running mm-hmm. through these veins that I have, you have like 1,250 ancestors. So you have all of this gift, all of these gifts that have been put into you, into your blood, you know, and you may not even know that they're there, but then you need it, like you need some strength and somehow it just comes up it out of you. Comes. You don't even know yeah. where it came from. Like, where did that come from? You know, and, and as a as a physical fitness trainer and everything, I know my coach used to say, you know, you got a second wind in there. Just keep pushing. It's going to come out. That second wind is going to come out. And, and anybody who's ever feel like they hit a wall physically, sometimes you do have that second wind. It just pushes you and you're like, I didn't even think I could do that. Now, I think the second when you ever experience when uh, someone either tell you something like, let's say someone calls someone fat and they they always feel like, oh, well, I'm always tired. I'm always tired. I'm always tired. But then let's say one day someone calls them fat. Now, all of a sudden, that one insult then made them pick up their second win because now they're going above and beyond because of that insult. Uh, Manly, I see it a lot with females when they go through a breakup. Mm. When they get in a, after that breakup, it's like they managed to, I don't know, they didn't build a business, they didn't graduate college, they didn't brought a car, and it's like you could do it the whole time. You just needed something to kind of push you there, and that breakup is what kind of push you there. So that's what I'm. That's what when you say second win, that's what that reminds me of because we all have it. But it's like after something traumatic happened or something hurt us, that's when it comes out. And that's when you're going 10 times more. You're going 10 times harder. It's very interesting that you say that because (laughs) today, as in like, what is right now? It's it's noon. 12 hours ago at midnight, I actually released chapter one, a sneak peek of my new book that's coming up, which is called Plenty of Guppies and Other Dating Misadventures. And the book starts the day I walk out of the courthouse getting divorced. And on that day, I decided that this life that I have been living, 
I'm not living that life anymore. I'm going to live a totally different life and uh, I'm going to remake my life. Um, and so the book is about the last seven years of my life. And it's about everything I did in those seven years, building three businesses, you know, becoming a spoken word artist, becoming a best-selling author, starting a podcast, dating, my kids leaving home, my kids coming back, everything. But you're right about when you trauma, when you hit that trauma and you want to do something different, you don't ever want to hurt like that again. You don't ever want to have that experience again. You don't want, it's like, it's got to mean something. It's got to, you, it, something's got to come out of it. So it's like a lot of people, when they hit those breakups, divorces, even deaths that, of people that they love, it's like they reevaluate everything. <laughs> and and like they put um, their foot to the pedal. <laughs> oh yeah, they put their foot to the pedal, you know? And, and so it's, it, is, it is super transformative. And I heard this psychologist say, you either uh, transform your pain or you transmit your pain. And I thought that was super powerful, you know, and, and people do seem to get a lot of enthusiasm and it can be part of it that they're running away from dealing with that pain and they're running into activity, but some of it can be that they just see themselves differently, you know, cause I know a lot of mine was that I saw myself differently and I was like, I see that all these actions I've done so far got me to this point. If I want a different life, I got to choose a whole different set of actions. I have to choose a whole different mindset. I have to choose. I have to depart come from where I was and become somebody else. And so that's what I did. <laughs> that's what I did. That's why we're even on this call, you know, because <laughs> seven years ago, I wouldn't be doing this. That, that, it's and that's what my agenda to do. And that's know? what a, a lot of people, when they ask me about training, it's not something that just started. Oh, I just woke up. Um, it was pretty much because I tore my meniscus. So who want to tear the meniscus or the ACL or break a leg? For imagine someone had to say, "You're gonna have a business, but I need you to break a leg first. You gonna be like, "What? <laughs> I don't want to break a leg. You know how much recovery time that is. That's how I started my business. Uh, I tore my meniscus playing football because um, I, I really love football uh, and I'm a woman football player, but that's what happened. And it, it was a struggle. Like I said, it was a struggle trying to, I couldn't walk, I was on crutches. So everything I did, I couldn't work, couldn't do anything. And I just had to get a mindset like, okay, you can't let this beat you. And then it was crazy because once I started to heal over uh, one of my meniscus, my other knee started to irritate me and aggravate me. So I had to go through surgery again. And it was like, and someone had to tell me, like, yeah, you have to go through that to get here. I'm, I'm not, everybody going to say no. <laughs> you know, you're going to say no. I'm not going to be like, yeah, just go ahead and break my leg. I'm going to be all right. Because you, you don't know how it's going to turn out. So right. that's exactly how I started my business. That's how I started personal training. I started to learn more about myself. And somebody said, for you to have a great business, you have to offer something that you can relate to, meaning that you put yourself through. So I can't offer someone something that I never did or, you know, I, I haven't did it because I'll be lying. But it's the fact that I went through it. So when I hear a lot of us talk about like knee pains, back pains, um, just anything that that makes you feel like you can't get up and go to the gym. Like I, I've been that person because that right there was a it was a big toll. Like I didn't play basketball since I was five. I never had no real injuries. I had sprains, but I never had an injury that made me just sit down. 
And I mean, just sit down from work, from anything. So it was a struggle. And I, I learned a lot through the process. I learned a lot about the body. I learned about, about, about the mindset. And then once you learn a lot about it, you kind of take it as your own lifestyle and you pretty much pushed out, okay, well, if I learn this, who else is going through what I can eventually start helping people? Because a lot of people don't have those access activities or those extra help. So when I started the business um, and started training, I just wanted to help people understand, like, okay, you got to, it's a mind thing. Like, you know, so we all go on social media, we get discouraged because that person looked like this or that. Get that out your head. That's not true. These people are showing you what they want to show you. You know, I wasn't on social media showing you my knees. I wasn't on social media just like, I'm aggravated today because I can't walk. I wasn't, I barely was on social media. So you couldn't really tell exactly what mood I was in. But then when I started my business, that's all you saw. So it's like, I, I, even when I talk about it now, it's like, okay, that makes sense. That's, that's, that's a lot for someone to go through and have an own training business after it's all said and done, after that person has did recovery, therapy, surgery. And it's like, yeah, I, I did those things. So that's the reason why I'm here today, because if I would never told my meniscus, like you say, we wouldn't be on this call. <laughs> So, you know, it's beautiful how you had the courage to take your pain and and make it into something that you can help others. And a lot of people, including myself, you know, we did that. We said, okay, this really hurt me. This changed my life. This caused me to have to adapt everything. Um, I'm not the same person because I went through this struggle and I, I learned so much, as you said, about myself, about what I could do, what, what I wanted to do, how I needed to change my life, you know, um, and then you do get this feeling of, man, um, I need to share this because this there were people help to help me along the way, yep. you know, and it's almost like you got to You feel like you got to pay it back or as some people say, pay it forward. You know what I'm saying? It's like I owe it to the people who who helped me, but then I owe it to the people who are going to come along and they're going to hit that wall. And maybe they won't have the support system that I had. So I could be that support system. I could be that that little um, helper, guide, you know, coach, whatever you want to call it, um, to help them get through. Because, you know, sometimes we just need some help. As you said, people need people. <laughs> no, we and, do need people because through my, my meniscus um, surgery, I had friends, I had my mom, and that was hard. Even with having those people, it was hard because I was just like, all I want is to walk again. All I want is my knee to feel better and I can just go live my normal life. But when you don't have anybody, I mean, thankful that I did. Some people can't even afford to have the surgery. You know, some people just try to let it heal on their own or go for therapy. So, you know, we all have a different route. But I feel like, A, I was able to get past it, get through it. And why not tell somebody about it? Like, why keep that information in? Like, why why can I not share this? Right. Yeah. Right. So right. that's why when I have different people saying these injuries and stuff like that, I take it personal because I've been in their shoes. I know what it feels like. And I think people respect you more when you can tell them that. Because I can't respect you that much if you don't know how I feel. And that's why most of my clients that I do have, I can relate to them. 
I can't understand why they want to lose the weight, why they want to build muscle, why they just want a healthier lifestyle, especially after COVID. You know, who want to find out that they have a horrible immune system when there's a is a virus killing people? <laughs> so yeah. I wouldn't want to I wouldn't want to be in that position. That's that's true. Yeah, I think COVID made a lot of people reevaluate a lot of things and, yes. and made them, you no know, matter what's your body type. <laughs> right. When we had to sit down and stay in our houses um, or just go outside to the park or we couldn't gather in groups, you know, we had all these restrictions. A lot of people had to look at themselves and look at their lives and and come to some conclusions about it. And I think that we're seeing, in a sense, a whole renaissance of people who started businesses like like myself. I had a business pre-COVID. I still have it. But I have two new ones now, you know, because of COVID, because I couldn't do the live poetry, comedy, music shows when COVID we had quarantined. All the shows mm -hmm. were gone. So that business just went completely into hibernation overnight, like zip eight shows that I had planned going in, you know, going forward zip is just gone. <laughs> and so, okay, what am I going to do now? This is my second income. Uh, what am I going to do now? Okay. Well, maybe you should do a podcast. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. Well, let's figure out how to do that. Um, and then the podcast turned into, putting a lot of merch online, turned into the guided journal, turned into now, you know, another book, you know, all of that stuff came from the more I told my story, the more people wanted to hear the story. And it just, it ended up snowballing. So you never know, like you said, when you made that one decision, it leads to other decisions, you know, it leads to other opportunities. It leads to other connections and networking and, and you just end up in a totally different place. You know, and that's exciting. That's one of the things, you know, I like to tell people to take stock and reflect because sometimes we don't give ourselves credit that's for how far we've come. Yeah, you know, I, we, we, we're not perfect. So we're like, ah! even I had, you know? even I had with, because uh, I just made a year here in Houston. Uh, even I had to do it when the new year came in because it was kind of, I'm normally with my family when the new year's come in, but I was, I was alone. I was just, I went to church. Um, I had some friends that I had made here in Houston, but it was more of, I feel like it's reflection. Cause I feel like a lot of us don't give us that reflection that just that pat on the back, you know? I feel like self care is very, very big nowadays because if we don't take care of ourselves, who will? And once the new year's came in, I did some, some self reflection. I did self care. And then, but at the end of the day, once you're done, then you have to strategize a whole new board, erase that board and put up some new stuff and understand, okay, well, this is what I'm doing next. This is what I'm doing now. Um, this is how I'm moving forward. Because eventually you, ju you just have to keep erasing that board every single time. Uh, you're not going to have the same board five years still looking at the same. No, you got to keep erasing and you keep erasing and keep rewriting. And that's how you eventually get higher and higher on a bigger scale. I feel like a lot of us just want to write something down and they want to leave it there forever. No, erase it. After you done did it, erase it and put something new there. And that's exactly what I did coming into this new year. I agree with you on that. You know, um, I think it was Eric Thomas or Les Brown. He had one of his kids going off to college and that was like his big goal. I want to get into, I'm not <laughs> sure what school it was, but I'm just going to throw a school out there. I want to get into Stanford. 
you know, and the kid is doing everything he can, writing those essays, getting the SAT scores, getting the recommendations. He's doing everything. Man, he's trucking toward that goal, trucking toward that goal. And his dad says, okay, stop for a second. What are you going to do after that? You need to have another goal. He's like, he's like, cause all your energy is going to that. And that's great. But once you get to that goal, what's going to happen is you're going to feel excited. You're going to feel exhilarated. And then you're going to be like, oh, it's done. And then you're going to feel a letdown. He was like, let's not have that letdown. Let's uh, immediately, once you get that goal, what's the next goal? Like what is going to be your GPA for that first semester? Or what clubs or organizations are you going to get involved? Give yourself a whole nother goal. He was like, because so many people, they hit this high peak. You know, I want to be, let's say I want to make a thousand dollars this month in my business. And then when they hit it, then they don't have another goal after that. They haven't thought past that and they hit it. They're excited. And then they're like, okay, what, what's going to be my next goal? And they haven't even planned for that next goal. So they have this slowdown while they're trying to figure stuff out. What do I want to do next? And he was like, you don't want to do that because some people, when they do that, we're talking about enthusiasm. They lose their enthusiasm. They lose their momentum. And some people feel depressed because now they feel like, okay, I don't even know what to do next. You know, so like you were saying, yeah, take that reflection, but then what are you doing next? Strategize for the next part, because we always need to have that bigger, higher goal. And, and I think about Matthew McConaughey, uh, someone asked him, who do you admire? And he said, the strangest thing I had ever heard, he said, I had to think about it for a minute. And I told them after a little while, I admire myself in 10 years. <laughs> and then they came to him 10 years later. They were like, well, who do you admire now? And he said, I admire myself in 10 years. <laughs> so it was like he was always looking at being this person 10 years from now, like what he was going to accomplish 10 years from now. And that was always his yardstick of, of where he was going to be, you know, and he was never going to reach that point because it was always going to be 10 years off, mm -hmm. but it was kind of a really amazing thing. Cause he was like, I see this greatness in me. I see all these things I can accomplish. And I admire that person who can do that. And I'm going to become that person, you know, and it was pretty powerful. So um, what are some of the services that you offer your clients? You already kind of talked about different kind of workouts and working with people who have injuries, working with people who have some limitations in what they can do. You know, so kind of tell us like what your program is. So people who who could listen to this like now or later or even on the podcast, you know, when, once I put it out there, we'll kind of have an idea of what you offer. Oh, well, I offer mainly a personal training. I have a lot of personal training. So from uh, 8 a.m. to 7 p.m. from Monday through Friday. Um, boot camps, I offer my boot camp once a week. So if anyone, I know a lot of people like to the boot camp style. So I, I, I run a fun boot camp with music. Uh, I offer outside, outdoor running. But since the weather be iffy, we're sometimes we're indoors or we're at a park. But um, Memorial Park in Houston, we mainly on Saturdays, we're doing outside running at 9 a.m. Um, so, and strength training, weight loss, uh, pretty much people that has problems with the knees, with any type of injuries, pretty much I, I help them regain that back. But like I say, I've been that person. So trying to find people that I understand and we understand and we connect with each other, we can pretty much help each other because sometimes it's not just the aspect of just physical. Sometimes when you're talking to them, 
it's like, oh, I ain't never thought about it that way. So now you didn't put a, a whole new mind. They have a whole new mindset. Just hearing me talk about certain things or, hey, you need to do this at nighttime. Just not just not when you see me and we are training, but you can do this on your off time. Even if you're in a regular gym, you can do this at your off time and working out and just make sure that you're knowing exactly how to do certain structure, forms, movements. A lot of people hurt themselves and they just get in the gym and they do anything. I've seen that a lot. They just get in the gym. Hey, I, I've been working on this and it's not working for me. Sometimes it's a form. So I try to correct a lot of my clients, even if they're in front of me or they not in front of me. I just want them to understand, like, hey, you know, have the best form when you're doing something because we, I'm not the injury thing. I, I just don't play the injury. I'm very, very big on that, and they know that. I don't want anyone to feel like they pulled something or, you know, tore something. So, but I make sure that everyone gets their workout in, uh, even the personal training, this group, whatever we're doing. But I want them to get the full effect. Okay. I, I agree with you for that. Um, so I guess my last uh, set of questions, I'm going to ask you to tell people how they can find you online and find you all, you know, where your physical location is, all that kind of stuff. But um, we've been talking about mindset a lot. We've been talking about um, just having the right mindset um, and maintaining the mind, right mindset. What has helped you, you know, you talked about going through your uh, recovery. And that's very difficult. I know, you know, when I first went to the doctor last summer, oh my gosh, I was in so much pain. I didn't know what was wrong with my leg. And there were times when I felt like I was 80 years old, you know, cause I would get up and my leg would almost give out on me. And I'm like, you know, and it was like, oh my gosh, you know, and you, you, um, you just really, you're, uh, you're, you're like, what is going on? And you know, and then I had to get like cortisol shots, shots in my knee mm -hmm. and steroid mm -hmm. shots and just different steroid things. And I'm shots, like, yes, okay, I wasn't mentally prepared for this stuff. You know, <laughs> I'm not ready. I thought that this was going to happen when I was like 75 or something. You know? <laughs> no, for real. Um, I wasn't, I wasn't ready, you know, and, and there was a struggle within me, you know, because I'm used to being very active. I'm used to being gone, doing a lot of things, moving, shaking, being here, there, everywhere. Mentally, <laughs> you know, it's like, okay, you're going to have to slow down. You're going to have to do things differently. You know, um, what would be your advice to people, you know, that are facing challenges with their physical bodies and and how did you kind of deal with that the mental thing of um keeping in a positive headspace even while you're going through recovery my first advice to someone would tell them get around get around people that's like-minded meaning um, if i wasn't around certain people that helped me like in the mental aspect of just giving me that advice like hey you're going to be this, hey, get up. Some days I didn't want to get up. Some days I didn't want to go to the gym. Some days I just ain't want rope. I just felt into, I just had these little small mini depressions where it would just come on and my mind would just be like, oh, no, I just rest today. But I knew exactly that it wasn't going to heal me. I had to get up to go to therapy. So once you get around like-minded people that's going to encourage you to get up and try to beat whatever you're going through, you're gonna you're you're gonna feel that energy, and that energy is gonna come, and it's gonna be like, oh, I can really do this. I can get over this. I can, 
conquer this no matter what it is. So that's the first thing that I, I tell people. And then especially during personal training, most people are training for a reason. We don't just get a trainer and just like, hey, yeah, I just I just love working out that much. No, it don't it don't never work like that. Ten times out of ten, it's something they're dealing with at home, something they're dealing with just on a job, um, a relationship, whatever it is. They just need to release it. Sometimes, mainly it's because they want their confidence back up. A lot of us lose confidence once we start our body start changing. So once you put it in your mind that hey. I want different. I want a new look. I want to give myself a healthier body, no matter what the body type is. We pretty much we start we start conquering it. We start getting better. It's like our mind feeds off of it. It's like and one thing that uh, someone told me it was like, "How are you ever gonna get better if you're telling yourself you're not going to get better?" So if I'm telling myself every day that I'm going to get better, eventually your body's going to get better. Eventually, it's going it's working that way. But I was so busy trying to be like, oh, man, this hurt. I can't do this. I can't do that. I couldn't do it because I was telling myself that. But after I started to be like, okay, one day at a time, you know, then you need a little bit more. Go just a little bit extra stretch. And eventually it healed. So I, I, that's what I tell a lot of them. I tell a lot of them it's a mindset. If your mental not there, you're not going to get there. And I, I don't sugarcoat it and I don't lie to them. I tell them exactly. So once, and I know when they're ready. I know exactly when they're like, okay, I want to take my health to the next level. I'm serious about what I'm doing, even if you're losing 10 pounds or 50 pounds. If they're serious, I can tell because they'll give me everything they have that day. Even if they're tired or not, they'll give me everything they have that day. I don't expect them to come to the gym and give 100. Some days they're tired. Some days they just I had a bad day at work. So, you know, I don't expect a hundred, but at least give me something. Don't just give me excuses. And I and I can work with that. I always tell them I I can I love working with people that, that that's trying. I can't work with people that has excuses. I, it it don't it don't make me feel better. I don't I don't I don't feel happy being a trainer that's working with excuses. But if they're trying, I'll give them my all. I'll make sure that they get where they need to be. I like that. I like that. that. That's very good. So, you know, kind of have a purpose, get around like-minded people um, and then give yourself some grace. You know, sometimes, like you said, you just try to move the knee a little bit further than you did. Just the day before. It, may not be, it might not be 25 <laughs> reps that day. It might be just a few reps, but you did something. You did what you could that day. You know, you didn't just give excuses. As you said, you gave what you could that day. You know, and so those are some great um, pieces of advice. So if people wanted to find you and and, uh, follow you, they wanted to get your services, you know, how could they get in contact with you? Uh, My website, www.jerayfit.com. Instagram, jerayfit underscore. You can find me. I respond very quick. I have someone else that does my social media. They respond. Uh, Send in an email, jeray at jerayfit.com. Or my phone number, 504-453-9323. You can text, call. If you have any questions, I get people call me like, hey, you know, I'm trying, this is my goal. Um, what should I eat or, you know, meal plan? So I try to help every, as many people as I can. Um, and that's pretty much all my social media. And on Facebook, uh, Direct Fit, you'll find a training page. You'll find clients' results there, uh, WhatsApp. So that's all the places you can get in contact with me. 
Okay. Well, thank you so much for being with us. And, and I'm hoping everybody that watches, everybody that listens to this, even if you're listening in March, that you'll get some, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you'll get some inspiration to pick yourself up wherever you are and continue to move forward towards your goals, you know, because enthusiasm is powerful. The right mindset is powerful. You know, all the different tools and tips that we talked about today, you know, are powerful in terms of moving you forward, moving you to where you want to be. And so I want to thank Jeray for being with us today on Zenergy. And I want you guys to follow her, you know, reach out to her with your questions, your comments, you know, if you need a personal trainer. And I want you guys to go and check out my book. Okay. Uh, there's a sneak peek on my link tree. So um, I'm going to put the link tree in the description of this uh, video. Chapter one, you can read for free and the whole book will be out on Valentine's day. And okay. I'll just show you some other things. I do have um, affirmation cards, you know, 10 and a pack of 10 for five. I do have magnetic bookmarks that have positive sayings. This is like a pack of six for six. I have a pack of 10 for 10. I have a pack of five for five. I have my, oh, this is the book that's on Amazon's Energize Your Life, the guided journal. And I also have the packets is, is the old version of volume one before I redid the cover where you can get a, a journal with the packet. And this is volume two, you know, so I actually have a volume two that I haven't released to Amazon. And I also have crystals and essential oils and the crystals do have, um, I didn't bring the crystals in here. These are the essential oils. They actually have crystals in them and flowers and they have affirmations on them. You know, so I have a lot of different things. I will be at the garage tonight performing along with several poets. So if you're listening to this today, uh, it is a $25 ticket. But we still do have tickets as of right now. So you can also look on my page for the link to that. Um, and, you know, I want to thank you guys for tuning in. And may you walk in synergy. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Bye, guys. Zenashea, a newly divorced 43-year-old Southern woman, wanted a fresh start. She'd heard there were plenty of fish to choose from in the modern dating pond. What she discovered were plenty of guppies, exactly 101 of them. The result? A provocative, transparent, raw, and delightfully uncensored account of her experiences with the 101 men she encountered on her journey to find the one. In Plenty of Guppies, Zen spills all the tea on dating psychology, relationships, and self-discovery while giving readers a rare glimpse into the life of an award-winning artist and best-selling author. The book is an enlightening narrative that explores gender roles and identity outside of societal expectations. Zen has written a refreshingly mature modern-day epic of online dating, layering her personal story with erotic poetic verses and passionate prose that frame her journey toward rebuilding a life as a single woman and adjusting to both an empty nest and boomeranging children.